this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. That it is. Joining me once again is Mr. Positivity, a.k.a. Wolfie T, a.k.a. Brett. Idiot. Oh, fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. I wish I had won that Oscar contest. <laughs> hey, only uh, three more episodes to go. Oh, man. You have a new uh, clip picked out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will. It's from your favorite movie. I'm not going to tell you where it is, so you have to watch the whole fucking thing. Norbit? Well, I'll keep you in suspense. All right. Uh, yeah, we are continuing our focus on movies from our youth. We got another heavy hitter this week. So we're talking about the OG Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles were my shit when I was a kid. Just wait until we get to the second one with Go Ninja, Go Ninja, <laughs> Go. <laughs> I, I would probably put the second one just above the first one <laughs> as far as uh, my favorites go, but uh, they're both fucking amazing. <laughs> had them both on uh, VHS. I don't know. It was one of those things where we must have taped it off of HBO or something, but or pay-per-view maybe. I don't know. But we had both movies on one VHS, mm. and so I could watch it whenever I wanted. Yeah. And so I've seen it quite a few times. And then a few years back, I got the three-pack on Blu-ray because it was cheaper to get the three movies on Blu-ray than it was to get the first two individually, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't want the third one. Yeah. I had all three on VHS growing up. Like, we purchased them at a store. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I bought bought that same three-pack Blu-ray. I'm positive I saw the first two in the theater. Third one, I think we skipped. We want—I don't even know if the third one was in the theater. To be honest, maybe it was, but I don't think I saw it in the theater. I saw it later, and I hated it. I don't think I saw the first one in the theater. I at least saw the third one, probably the second one. It would have been three when the first one came out, but I'm sure we one saw it. Yeah, it would have been four, but. Still a little surprised. It's a little violent for a young Brett. Well, there's Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Used to watch that show all the time. But they use their weapons in this one. 
They use their weapons on the tiny cartoon bit. also. <laughs> it's also a cartoon. <laughs> well, it was Ninja Turtles. You, you got to go see the Ninja Turtles. This is live action. This is real live action, Brett. There's a homophobic joke in there. <laughs> yeah, this there is. <laughs> no, we, uh, I watched, uh, like I said, I watched this movie quite a bit uh, growing up. We had it on, on the, the tape. You just throw it in maybe a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Watch this one or watch Secret of the Ooze. It's fucking fantastic. It's funny watching it now. Just looking at all the product placement in every scene <laughs> for the young impressionable kids, especially at the the foot layer, there's like anything you could market to kids, <laughs> even cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. That was normal. Yeah, people bitch about product placement now because it's I don't know. Like, people are mad about corporations for some. I don't know. I feel yeah. like there was a lot of product placement in the 90s mm-hmm. or even in the before that, but uh, people didn't care as much. Yeah. It just was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me, but it's kind of funny to... It's just part of the story. They they ordered Domino's. <laughs> That's part of the story. Yeah. This first one starts out with the montage, and, you know, the crime wave and all these shots in New York City. Yeah. The second one starts out similar but very different. It's a montage of scenes of New York City, but everyone is eating pizza. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's eating pizza. <laughs> and then uh the dude gets uh goes to deliver and uh well we'll talk about that probably next year. We'll probably do the the secret of the news next year. Yeah. All right, here are the details for TMNT from nineteen ninety. Now did you ever use that abbreviation before that that uh, series in like the maybe it was the movie that came out in like what uh, eight years ago or so? It was in the Michael or Bay ten one. Ten years ago, yeah, it was the one between it was these animated ones kind of the, yeah between these ones and the Michael Bay one. I never, I haven't seen any of the three newer ones. I haven't either, but that was like the first time I heard anybody call it TMNT. Yeah. It was always Turtles or Ninja Turtles. I think. was the abbreviation. I might have used it a little bit when I was older. Maybe still played some of the video games. Yeah. I had, uh, we had all three of the Turtle games on Nintendo. Did you play any of those? Uh, I played them at the arcade. Yeah, the the second one. I think I had a. was very popular. I had a friend who had, uh, I don't know how many of them he had, but. I had a friend who had an NES that would go over, over to his house, and we played Turtles on his Nintendo. The first Turtles game was much different than the second and third ones in that it looked much worse <laughs> graphically, I think, and it was hard as fuck to beat. I think Turtles in Time was maybe the one yeah. that I played the most. Yeah, that was the popular arcade one. First Turtles game, I know I've never beaten it, and I haven't tried in over 20 years, but I don't even know. What were the, the, do you remember what they were called? Were there other names? First one, it? I think, was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I don't know if I played that one. I think Turtles in Time was the second one, I think. I can't remember what the third one was. But, yeah, second and third were a lot of a lot of fun to play. First one got very frustrating. There were some really tough underwater levels. Mm. We'd always drown. 
<laughs> he needed air. And then... <laughs> But it was well, kind of cool because he got to drive their bus around. But their turtles. Their van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it got really hard about halfway through or towards the end, and I don't think we ever beat it. I suppose it's one where you can't save either because it's fucking Nintendo. Yep. Can't save it. You'd have to pause it and ruin your TV. <laughs> <laughs> or your Nintendo, possibly. We're just going to pause this and leave it on. Yeah, you, you pause your Nintendo on a on a static screen, and then we're just gonna leave it there for hours because I gotta go to bed. Yeah, and I can't play it. Anyways, video games. I never owned any of those video games. I just played my friends. Yeah, a lot of fun. So the movie was directed by Steve Barron. Who also directed Coneheads? How about that? World-renowned filmmaker. That he is. Seen some of the other ones he did. He did a lot of music videos. David Bowie, Natalie Cole, Def Leppard. Aha. There we go. Brian Adams. Which Aha one? Did he, did he do the, the one that everybody likes? Uh, Headlines and Deadlines. It's part of the hits. So... Mm. ZZ Top. If it's not Take On Me, it's not. Uh-huh. Crying in the Rain for Aha. Uh-huh. But yes, let's get to the cast. Judith Hogue as April O'Neill. Elias Cotias as Casey Jones. Josh Pace as uh, the voice of Raphael. Pretty much all the voices also did uh, cameos in the film. He was the passenger in the cab. It's weird because they... They credited the Ninja Turtles, like in the credits, they have like Raphael as this guy, or this guy is Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, mm-hmm. and then they had the voices in a later section, yeah. and there was like one or two who did both, mm-hmm. and then I think the guys in the suits also did cameos as other characters. Yeah. David Foreman was Leonardo and also a gang member. Brian Tucci did the voice of Leonardo. Leif Tilden was Donatello and a foot messenger. Of course, Corey Feldman did the voice of Donatello. By the way, the director did do the Take On Me video. Mm. Perfect. There you go. That, that's his real claim to fame. He also did the Money For Nothing video. Mm. This dude made some fucking iconic music videos uh michelin sisti is michelangelo and the pizza man robbie wrist did the voice of michelangelo 122 and an eighth (laughs) 122 and an eighth (laughs) voice of splinter kevin clash i don't know who that is is he a pedophile is he a pedophile (laughs) yes allegedly He's not Elmo anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All I see his picture is him with Elmo. Yeah. His hand's right up there. James Saito played the Shredder. David Macharin was also the Shredder and uh, voice of Rokusaki. Toshishiro Obata was Tatsu. Michael McConaughey was the voice of Tatsu. That's funny because his voice is kind of racist. 
Yeah. Knowing that a white dude did it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of grunting. (laughs) Michael Turney played Danny Pennington. I forgot they had last names. I think they do say them at one point, but I, uh, Mm. I didn't make note of it. Jay Patterson was Charles Pennington. Raymond Sarah, Chief Stearns. Sam Rockwell as the head thug. Is the guy that's always in the wife beater. Uh, do you want regular or menthol cigarettes? I think I had found out a while ago that he was in this, and then I forgot, and then I didn't recognize him, and then I saw his name in the end credits. Yeah, I always forget that he's in here. I remember seeing it the last time I watched it, however many years ago it was. And then that first scene with him, I'm like, God, I, I know that's somebody I'm supposed to know. Oh, yeah, that is Sam Rockwell. Doesn't really sound like him, but... Well, he's not really racist in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> also uncredited as a thug, Skeet Ulrich and Scott Wolf. Wow. All right, synopsis. Four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles emerge from the shadows to protect New York City from a gang of criminal ninjas. Which leads perfectly into our first clip, because it's the intro of the film in which April O'Neil is discussing a silent crime wave. Ace reporter, (laughs) April O'Neil. Much more than just a series of small, isolated incidents, it's now apparent that an organized criminal element is at work. And at the moment, business is good. So good, in fact, that there appear to be no eyewitnesses to any of these crimes. With complaints ranging from purse snatching to breaking and entering, police switchboards have been swamped with the angry voices of more and more citizens who have fallen prey to the recent surge of crime that continues to plague the city. Instead of getting better, things have actually gotten worse. Even more alarming is the baffling and often bizarre nature of these crimes. Merchandise of every size and description, from skateboards to stereo systems, has been disappearing from store shelves and storage areas at an alarming rate. Even the victims themselves rarely catch a glimpse of the thieves. Many don't even know they've been victimized until it's too late. In fact, police have yet to come up with a single eyewitness. Only a few vague reports of young boys or teenagers at the scenes have been filed. But whoever is behind these crimes, one thing is certain. These are much more than just a series of random isolated incidents. Well, did anybody hear anything? Didn't anybody see anything? <laughs> no eyewitnesses. You're gonna be kidding me. Peter Fonda wondering. <laughs> did anybody hear anything or see anything? <laughs> Clip from Race with the Devil. You didn't you didn't leave it in there, but one of my favorite lines from that was uh she says, Unfortunately, the police are the only ones available to combat the silent crime wave. <laughs> She really endears herself to the police throughout this movie, especially when she kind of needs them. Yeah. Multiple times. (laughs) 
as you kind of said, she's, uh, she's as, as he told me at work earlier, you know, she's always the story. She's such a good reporter because she's always the story. <laughs> like even, uh, so we get that, that first scene of, uh, how about that background music though? That fucking music mm. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> but, uh, you see them pickpocket a guy who's reading a newspaper. Yep. And somehow he doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. He's looking down. They lift his jacket. He's got like a trench coat on, and they lift it like all the way up to his armpit. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow he doesn't see or feel them take his wallet. They pass it off around ten times. Yeah. Totally necessary. Yeah. I will say uh, less impressive than uh, them unloading a truck in three seconds. <laughs> Or stealing that lady's TV out from right in front of her. Mm-hmm. Can't what, look down even for a second. That's what you get for watching TV on the fire escape. They're so incognito, except for Shredder, who's walking around in broad daylight in full costume. Yeah, but he's he's the master of <laughs> invisibility. He just grabs the wallet from Danny. Just He's on the street. He wasn't even in an alley. I'm not even mad at it. His fucking suit was awesome. <laughs> well, it was, but the Shredder is a pretty badass villain. Yeah, always, always like has the Shredder. Been. Always has. That's why everybody bitched when Michael Bay said they weren't going to do a Shredder in uh, in his version, and then they uh, put him in in post or something like that. Well, didn't they also have Cowboy and Bebop in there? Oh no, no Cowboy and Rocksteady. <laughs> Sorry, you mean Bebop? We're showing Steady. <laughs> What is it? Bebop? Yeah, Bebop. Well, we're showing there's, Cowboy Bebop at the theater in a couple of weeks. There's no like, there's no Cowboy. Yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady, that's why. Seamus played one of them. I forget which one. The rest are Seamus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen those two, especially in Secret of the Ooze, where we get, you know, that snap. Snap babies! <laughs> 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 we get the snapping turtle and that... The wolf. Wolf thing, which uh, is, yeah. I would have liked to have seen that rhino and... Uh, I should watch. Like a warhog or wild boar that... Yeah, he's like a boar yeah. or warthog. Yeah, something like that. I'm going to have to watch that. Maybe there's a good clip in there for wolf-related clips. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we get a we get a glimpse of the uh, the silent crime wave... And then uh, we we see April leaving the station at night. Be still my heart, April O'Neil. <laughs> I like the other April better from the sequels. Yeah, I kind of do too, but I still liked this April. I don't know, that hair. I don't know. Yeah, it was the curly, very late 80s. Curly red hair that's really big. <laughs> Always wet. <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> Uh, but she's, uh, she's heading out to her van and she sees, uh, a bunch of guys are, uh, are they just stealing equipment out of the, like the satellite truck? Yeah. I forget. Or were they assaulting somebody? I can't yeah. remember. They're on top of the truck and she walks around and sees them. The van. And, and, uh, and then, uh, they try to snatch her purse and then here comes, uh, a flying sigh taking out the one light that's hanging out mm-hmm. above them, and uh, we get the complete darkness. Complete darkness. <laughs> some 
wishing noises and uh and then all of a sudden the lights come back on please show up and all the bad guys are tied up mm-hmm. like the old batman show or something <laughs> and then uh yeah it's just april o'neill there sitting on the pavement everybody else is tied up and uh she there's a sigh on the ground and she puts it in her purse because that's what you do that's how you know this movie's sexist because if the cops were doing their jobs April O'Neil should have been the prime suspect. <laughs> right? Like you self defense. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to blame it on these nice and, young men. And I got a tree in Brooklyn that I like to sell you too. So uh we find out it was the turtles. They're mm-hmm. super hyped, except for Raphael because he left Lost one of his weapons. Yeah. That he doesn't use the other one for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They head back to their lair in the sewers. Yeah. With Splinter. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets super serious when Splinter's around. <laughs> I think everyone gets a little nervous, too, when Splinter's around. I had forgotten that they uh, they did the, the tequila scene. They start playing the song Tequila. Yeah. And uh, they do a little Pee Wee Herman, but instead of tequila, they say ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is before <laughs> Paul Rubens beat off in that theater. I think that was ninety one or ninety two. Still, they're doing the <laughs> doing the Pee Wee Herman. I don't think that would have stopped them. I think it would have. That was a big deal at the time. Well, it's. Uh, it was interesting to me because uh, there's a there's a wrestler who's uh, recently come to my attention named Danhausen, and one of his signatures is to do the Pee Wee Herman tequila dance, and then kick his opponents. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fresh in my memory. Mm-hmm. Tequila. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, then, so then we get to the uh, the pizza ordering scene and Raphael going off by himself. He's going to go go see a movie. We'll go to the movies. <laughs> I will contend that his voice changes constantly throughout this movie. There's a time at the end, towards the end, I think, where I can tell that the guy who did Leonardo, his voice... Like must have dubbed Raph or something. They needed. They probably couldn't get a hold of Raph, and they're like, "Oh, we need some ADR here." And <laughs> you'll do it, maybe. I will say, Raphael was always my favorite turtle. He's so uh, always, dark and mysterious. I always liked him. I, I always identified as uh, <laughs> with Raphael. See, he goes out dressed up like Humphrey Bogart, apparently incognito <laughs> enough for people not to notice. He has. Green feet and green hands and three fingers. Just put a just put a coat on and a hat. <laughs> you know, don't need shoes, pants, nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, as you pointed out, he saw critters, but I couldn't. He's got a big fucking head. Yeah, I couldn't notice it. I mean, I noticed he saw critters, but I couldn't tell if it was. It must have been critters three or four because it was nineteen ninety. It just said critters. Yeah, but it, like it looked like it was cut off. Like it could have been critters three or four. I don't think so. I think it just said Critters. Let's see when Critters came out. That doesn't necessarily mean that it was a new movie. He did go late at night. Yeah, Critters came out in 86. 
Critters 2, 88, 3, and 91. It was probably a midnight movie. Could have been. Looked to have been around midnight. I don't know why Splinter allows all these kids to stay up past their bedtimes. Well, they're teenagers. They're not babies. babies. They're only 15. <laughs> That's true. 15 years. Well, they're, it's been 15 years since they got news. We'll get to that later. Yeah. We don't know how old they were, but they're less than 18. Well, he did say baby turtles. They're between 15 and 18. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He does say that. Four baby turtles. <laughs> Uh, it's not racist when I do it because I'm imitating Kevin Clash. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a rat. <laughs> I mean, but he's a rat from Japan. Oh man, I always like the uh, the scene where they're waiting for the pizza. I don't know why. There's there's a they're do the thirty minute or less or you get three dollars off. Yeah, and uh, the pizza man shows up and. Michelangelo's timing him. He's like, you got 30 seconds. <laughs> so Donatello comes and starts talking to him, and yeah. Michelangelo's not even paying attention. He's, mm-hmm. he's just clocking the pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> 122 and an eighth. 122 and an eighth. 122 and an eighth. He's got to put it down through the, the grates of the, uh, the sewer, mm-hmm. which I'm sure would probably ruin the pizza. Just sliding it sideways like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even tip. It was uh, $13. He took the, t- the $3 off for time penalty, and he gave him a 10 Yeah. How are they getting money? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> question. They don't have jobs. Splinter's not working. You need to get a job, job, job type job. <laughs> Even if they were like rummaging for stuff to sell, like they couldn't sell it unless I don't know Raph is selling it incognito. <laughs> I mean, he had money to go to the movies. They had money for pizza. Mm-hmm. See a movie. <laughs> <laughs> is that all right with you? <laughs> Told you she's my favorite. Oh man, what comes after that? Uh, there's a purse, uh, purse snatching, which there seem to be plenty of witnesses for that purse snatching. Yeah. Raphael chases them down into the park. Well, maybe that's why they're caught because they're not members of the foot. Oh, they're not sneaky enough. Oh, I guess. Or it could have been Casey Jones's right place, right time. Maybe. He got lucky. Because Raph chases him into the, the park and Casey Jones just happens to be there. Mm hmm. But ready to beat the hell out of juveniles. And they're, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're about to take, t- well, they, they can't decide who's going to beat the shit out of these two, these two goons. Uh, and, uh, the goons end up getting away mm. and, uh, we get a little conversation between Casey Jones and Raphael. That was a crime, you purse scrubbing pukes. And this is uh, the penalty. Two minutes for slashing, two minutes for hooking, and lest I forget my personal favorite, two minutes for high stick. How about a five-minute game misconduct for roughing, pal? Hey, bogey, 
Now, who died and made you referee? You did your job. Now, get out of here and let me do mine. These JV lowlifes need to be taught a lesson. Not like that, they don't. Not from you. Well, it looks like you're the one who needs to be taught a lesson, pal. Class is paying 101. Your instructor's Casey Jones. Look, I don't want to fight you. Well, tough rocks, pal. <laughs> a Jose Canseco bat? Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. Ooh, that's it. Stupid one sale, pal. Hey, what are you, some sort of punker? Huh? God, I hate punkers. Especially bald ones with green makeup. Wear masks over ugly faces. No better! Strike one! understands cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. I'll teach you. Six months. Slow freak, I got work to do. Freak! Freak! What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. You're going to look out of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much to love in that scene. Mm-hmm. Strike one. What a whiffer. <laughs> I've kind of always liked Elias Kodias. He just kind of shows up once in a while in movies. He's always good. I thought he was great in uh, Fallen. Yeah. I always liked uh, his, his line from there was... Uh, what goes around really goes around. It's been forever since I've seen Fallen. <laughs> I know what it is, but. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Denzel. Lotta, John Goodman. A lot of Rolling Stones in the soundtrack. You'd think it was uh, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Tony Soprano never got into that hippie shit. Mm-hmm. I would never sing that song. I don't know. Because <laughs> they sing Time's on My Side. through the Every time they hit. The uh, the demon goes in a new body. He thinks time is on our is on my side. Yep. And he goes into uh, James Gandolfini, and then he goes somewhere else. And uh, they're like, "What was that song you were just singing?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh no, that wasn't me. I wasn't singing." Anyways, that's probably for another day. I like how offended Raphael gets by being called a freak. Yeah, <laughs> and when he yells that. Uh, when he, when he yells that, that's, that's got to be Leonardo's voice right there. doesn't sound like Raph at all. I don't know about that. I think he was just very upset. No. I don't. Uh, you're ruining my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is about the time we get to mugging number two for, <laughs> for April O'Neil because she keeps on running stories about the Foot Clan and they're none too impressed. I think you're jumping ahead a little bit, because uh, this is where we meet April's boss, Charles, and mm-hmm. his son, Danny. Yeah. 
Danny really loves Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols. Yep. Now it's the only he's got two shirts. And they're both Sid Vicious. Now isn't Charles like uh, a cousin or something of April? What's their relation? Charles is her boss. Yeah, but I thought he was something else too. Because why are they always in their like so deep in their each other's personal lives? I I don't know. Her boss keeps on showing up at her place, and <laughs> His, her boss comes Danny over. Danny wants to stay. Can I just stay with you? And her boss comes over every morning. Like, just I'm coming to work. I'll see you at the office. Or almost like maybe they used to date. Maybe I don't know. What What do you think happened to Danny's mom? I don't know he's she, got red hair. She's not. <laughs> she's not mentioned at all. <laughs> Through the whole, you think Danny is April's kid? No, had just him, connecting the dots. Had him when she was like eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, do the Hogue, not in Turtles two or three. We'll get into it a little more later in fun facts, perhaps in more detail. But from what I could gather, is she was not asked to return because she was whining a lot and complained about the violence in the in this film. She seems like a whiner. <laughs> That's probably why she got the job in the first place. It's like, you're a real strong-willed woman. Mm-hmm. You'll be perfect for this role. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just an act. Shit. What's uh, PC Principal's baby mama's name? Strong woman. Just strong woman. I thought I can't remember <laughs> if there was a third word in there. No. <laughs> strong, strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> But her boss shows up while she's uh, getting ready in the bathroom. I don't know. She's uh, She's got like... No, she doesn't have a black eye yet. That's a later scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, Danny's in there stealing money out of her wallet in the kitchen. 20 bucks. Charles is like, you got to chill out. You're pissing off the police. I don't need any problems from the chief. Yeah, the foot put a hit out on her. Some making those TV reports. The cops are also getting mad at her as well because she's basically calling out how inept they are, catching a bunch of teenagers. And while she's making those reports, the uh, turtles are watching, and Michelangelo's got a bit of a crush. They all do. Michelangelo especially seems to be smitten with April O'Neil. I think it's a good thing that they don't really have their own bedrooms with TVs in them. <laughs> <laughs> so we can all watch the news individually. Uh, have you seen videos of turtles doing stuff? Oh, yeah. I love that one where the turtles hump in the pot. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. It's like a it's like a very curved pan. Looks like a big shell. Oh my! It starts clinking. I think uh, Tosh has a, had a few clips where they show turtles finishing <laughs> and. Uh, they do it very rarely, so you can kind of imagine that there's a bit of a backup. <laughs> <laughs> and those are old turtles. Mm-hmm. Imagine teenage turtles. So she's uh, waiting for the subway. Just missed it. Missed her train. How about this? She turns around, there's a whole bunch of ninjas, mm. foot soldiers, and they're the foot. <laughs> And they're in their ninja costumes. Do you remember what foot stood for? Didn't it stand for something? It was uh, something from old Japan. 
Okay. That's what I they thought said. it was an acronym for something. I don't know if they ever, I don't remember them uh, explaining that. The symbol is an actual foot, isn't it? Yeah. It's in all the toys and whatnot. And the I don't TV know. If, show. I don't know if it had a, a, a deeper meaning than that. Anyways, uh, April tries to defend herself with her purse. Doesn't go over too well. She gets knocked the fuck out. Did you did you catch what she said before she got slapped? She says, uh, am I behind on my Sony payments again? <laughs> you know, because they're Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and it was 1990, <laughs> and it was okay to make that joke. Apparently. <laughs> Once again... Well, I guess not once again, because it's just Raphael this time who saves the day, beats the fuck out of the foot, and then absconds with her down the train tracks. Yeah, and then into the sewers, except for one of the foot guys follows them, Mm -hmm. because he's not careful. Raphael's not careful. He just lets him follow him. He was slowed down because he had to carry April the whole way. I guess. So they bring him back home, and... uh, she finally comes to, and she is hysterical. Uh, we we didn't mention it, but there's a little foreshadowing in that earlier scene where she got mugged because there's a rat in the street, and she is afraid of rats. Mm-hmm. So she, when she sees Splinter, she jumps up on the sofa. <laughs> and uh, we got a clip here. He's trying to get her to calm down, and he explains the origins of the baby turtles. Did you just tell her to calm down? Mm-hmm. He does. Oh, my God. If you will please just sit down and calm yourself, I will tell you where we came from. He talks. It is really quite simple, Miss O'Neill. And he knows my name. Perfect. Fifteen years ago. Why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? <sighs> For 15 years now, we have lived here. Before that time, I was a pet of my master Yoshi, mimicking his movements from my cage and learning the secret art of ninja. When we were forced to come to New York, I found myself for the first time without a home wandering the sewers, scavenging for whatever I could find. And then, one day, I came upon a shattered glass jar and four baby turtles. That was us. (laughs) Shut up. Oh, no. The little ones were crawling into a strange glowing ooze from a broken canister nearby. I gathered them up in an old coffee can, and when I awoke the next morning, I received a shock, for they had doubled in size. I too was growing, particularly in intellect, and I was amazed at how intelligent they seemed, but nothing could have prepared me for what happened next. One of them spoke. Pizza! Pizza! More words followed, and I began their training, teaching them all that I had learned from my master. And soon, I gave them all names. Leonardo, Michelangelo, 
It's me, Donatello. I'm Raphael. You know, other comic book movies could uh, take a lesson from this as far as origin stories go. Because the, there's a lot of comic book characters where like you have to have the whole origin story. Like The whole movie is about the origin story. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, you just jump right into the story. Everybody's already a hero. And then you get flash, a couple flashbacks to explain how they got there. And I think it's uh, maybe a better formula. Yeah, it can be. You think so? Hmm. What about when Peter Parker just gets bit by a spider? Fucking Peter Parker needs to stop having origin stories is what I'm saying. (laughs) People are supposed to go in fresh. (laughs) They don't want to know what's going to (laughs) happen. It's a new audience. So that's the... uh, That's how the Turtles became uh, Ninja Mutants. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah. Cool story, bro. Find out about the secret of the ooze. I was the, just going to say, they didn't tell us everything about the ooze. In, uh, in the sequel. Find out about it. You had to wait till the second movie to get the lowdown on that ooze. going to say, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Well, April can't uh, hang around too long. She's going to go back to her apartment. Because mm-hmm. obviously the foot clan doesn't know where she lives and isn't waiting for her <laughs> which they're not um she brings all four turtles with her and unfortunately the only thing she has to eat is frozen pizzas what <laughs> and so we get a we get a nice scene of uh you know a little bit of comedy michelangelo is doing his movie impressions mm-hmm and uh, get a little chuckle in there. Even April tells a joke. She's not th- that uptight, I guess. Do you have a clip for that? Next one is the Shutter speech. Gave me eight clips. Oh, I missed it. I think I mentioned that you. I think I mentioned that at work, and I forgot to put it on my list. What was the joke? I don't. What was the first impression he did? I don't remember. James Cagney. Cagney was the second one. Uh, I can't remember now. I forget. The second one was the, you dirty rat. Mm-hmm. You killed my brother. You dirty rat. And April said, uh, I bet Splinter really likes that one. I bet that's his favorite. <laughs> and they're like, what? I don't get it. She's like, I was joking. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, then they it's like, we're burst not, out in laughter. We're not used to you fucking telling jokes they're not used to talking to people <laughs> that was like doing a, a n-word joke and then saying i bet that black guy that's his favorite <laughs> but i bet your black friend loves that n-word joke. <laughs> uh. what no we don't tell him that one <laughs> <laughs> dirty rat <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, we get that short scene out of the way. They go back to the sewer, and uh, it's ransacked. Splinter's missing. Mm-hmm. They're going to go back to April's house and cry and moan about it. Yep. Oh, Very moody. Splinter's then again, they are teenagers. <laughs> this is their father figure. This is about the time we get to the 
The clubhouse. The, the foot academy, I guess. I call it the clubhouse. I don't know. There's video games. There's skateboarding. There's gambling. There's a fight club. Mm-hmm. Master Tatsu. It's like the exact place I want to hang out when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you play video games. You can skateboard. You can drink soda. Or even there was a couple beers I, I saw I had some alcohol in there. Cigarettes. Playing poker. Yeah, playing poker. I think they had a roulette table. Yep, there was gambling. A lot of gambling. I couldn't tell what any of the video games were. They they obscured the uh, titles on them. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes. You got cigarettes here. Regular menthol. <laughs> Not even going to wait till you a- answer. I'm going to give one of them to this guy over here. Do you have cigarettes? <laughs> it's like some hard stuff they're doing at that foot academy. I always remember that because he brings out the fucking cartons. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of cigarettes. A family provides for itself. For a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is about when we get to uh, Shredder's speech. How about that entrance, though? With the fucking long shadow? Mm-hmm. Oh, Got fuck. the long cape? Fucking amazing. And then uh, Tatsu slowly uh, takes the top part of the cape off. He unveils his shoulder spikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Ever so delicately. Fucking amazing. That shot is great. Money cannot buy the honor which you have earned tonight. You make us all proud. Only effort, discipline, loyalty earn the right to wear the dragon doji. You are here because the outside world rejects you. This is your family. I am your father. I want you all to become full members of the foot. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature who interfere with our business. You are my eyes and ears. Find them. Together we will punish these creatures. These turtles. So good. Fucking love the Shredder. Always scary as a kid. Oh man. Very imposing villain. I noticed he did the uh, I am your father line, mm-hmm. which I'm sure everybody was like, Star Wars did it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the first Turtles movie is so much darker than the second and third. <laughs> I think that's why I like it a little better, but the second one is a lot of fun. I mean, it's I don't there isn't a huge gap between them, but I, the second one just edges it for me. Yeah. But uh, there's not a lot... To dislike about the first one. Mm-hmm. Solid first feature. Master Tatsu's in both of them. He's fucking badass. <laughs> I don't know what else he did, but uh, he's a badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, he plays it well. Like grunts a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's got that mean face on him. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with him, unless you got a golf club. Well, I mean, it's easy to. Look imposing when all you have to do is beat up kids all day. <laughs> Him and Shredder just whooping kids' ass. He's like the uh, 
the uh, sensei at the Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Never bow to your enemy, or what? Never bow to your opponent, or something. Yeah, I don't think he says bow. I think he says never uh, take your eyes take off. your eyes off your enemy. He kicks right so. in the face. <laughs> I mean, he kind of deserved it. Lesson learned. Get another report uh, from April about her second mugging. Mm-hmm. The police aren't doing enough about it. They're inept. Is this before or after she goes to the police station? Must be before. Because I think uh, she gets scolded for... Uh, or maybe it is after. At one point she goes to the police station and asks the uh, the chief of police about the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. And he no comments her. <laughs> and then he uh, yells at her in, her, in, in his office. Mm-hmm. She uh, has her cameraman timer. It's like a minute 17 or something like that. And then so Charles says, uh, don't bring it up again. And so she brings it up again and uh, he says, you're not going on TV anymore. Yeah. Not for a while. Another phone call from the police. Very angry. So uh, the turtles are hanging out at her apartment because they can't go home, I guess. It's the only safe place to go. Yep. Raph and uh, Leonardo getting a little brouhaha. Mm-hmm. Raphael's going to go blow some steam off on He's the roof. He's going to go up to the roof and brood. We're going to do some, uh, some cartwheels and some spin kicks. Maybe a couple jumping jacks or backflips. Casey Jones just happens to be across the way, sees him. Because mm-hmm. he's not very good at the art of invisibility, apparently. <laughs> Then they get ambushed by the fit cl- the Foot Clan. Ralph, Ralph, Raphael's getting his ass kicked on the roof, and uh, April comes home, and she's like, hey, let's go uh, look at the antique shop that's below my apartment that my dad used to run, that I only open every other uh, month on the fourth Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> More than enough to pay for the rent for that brownstone. <laughs> So uh, they're touring that. Raph gets fucking beat the shit out of him. Gets thrown down into the apartment. We get a nice fight in the apartment. Mm-hmm. The axes come out. Yeah. And uh, they're chopping chopping at the floor, trying to mm-hmm. get some turtles. A whole bunch of other Foot Clan guys jump in, fall down to the antique shop. Electric wires are hit with the axes and a fire starts. <laughs> Was, it was a fire fight. <laughs> that was a badass fight scene, though. Yeah. That's some good stuff in there. You get uh, Michelangelo and the, the other nunchucker. Oh, a fellow chucker, I see. <laughs> a little dick measuring contest there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just watching. Nobody does anything. <laughs> Leonardo swings his swords at a few people. Never actually cuts anybody. When they checked on Raphael, is he alive? Yeah. Barely. <laughs> Just knows immediately that he's barely alive. No, no, she says, is he? And he says, no, he's still alive. <laughs> barely. <laughs> like, how do you know she was going to say, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was going to say, is he okay? No, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> barely. 
so we get a big, big massive fight. Destroy the whole building. Casey Jones runs in to help his friend. He and Raphael are like this. Mm-hmm. And you can't see it, but I'm putting my fingers together to show how close they are. <laughs> as as you do when you say that. <laughs> they get out through a, a trap door to the basement. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Charles leaves a message. He fires April O'Neil on her fucking answering machine. Mm-hmm. What a dick. I think that's how Steve Austin got fired from WCW. (laughs) Well, you would know more than me. That guy will never draw a dime in his life. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, this is when we get to the kind of the long part of the movie. Yeah. Drags a bit on on April's, April's what, family's old farm. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. Do they explain it? They just, I don't know why they have an old farm. I think run she, an antique store in the city. That's great. I, they should say that. Not a lot. She hasn't going been on. out there in like a decade or something. Everything's well, run down, dilapidated. Well, she says, "I gotta, I gotta go next door. It's four miles away. I gotta make a phone call because they don't have a phone." And I call my boss Charles, and uh, Casey Jones says, "I'm gonna save you a trip." <laughs> Charles, you say, he just left you a message. You're fired. <laughs> and then they get they fight and they slam some doors. I don't get this reference because I've never seen the show, but uh, is it Michelangelo? Some, one of the turtles says it's kind of like moonlighting. Yeah, Bruce Willis and uh, fuck, brain Sybil. Fart, yeah, Sybil Shepard. Uh, well, very famously, they did not get along on set uh, or off it. But I think that also characters were also uh, kind of hot and cold with each other. They did. Okay. Um, I think there was a lot of tension there. And I think if I remember correctly, they kind of got the characters together after like season two or three. And that's Ooh. when the show started going downhill, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've still never seen an episode of it, so I have no yeah, neither idea. Neither have I. No idea. But they were frosty on and off screen. We get a good long scene of... Uh them relaxing recovering Raphael's just getting a soak for about a week <laughs> who knows how long just in a coma apparently and Leonardo's just sitting in the doorway nodding off mm-hmm. Donatello and uh, Casey Jones are fixing the old truck because the the van is fucked mm-hmm. insulting each other in alphabetical order <laughs> uh, I do like the the scene of them Playing uh, Trivial Pursuit, I think it is. Yeah. If, what was what the question? They're talking about the what the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. And uh, I always loved that scene because the there was a a funny gag in Loaded Weapon One. Towards the end, Emilio Estevez is in the sewer to kind of pop up inside of the a Girl Scout cookie factory where they're mixing cocaine in the cookies, mm-hmm. and he goes up the wrong uh, manhole. And he pops up in that scene while they're <laughs> questioning each other. He's like, oh, right, you know, wrong movie. And he, he goes back down. <laughs> it's funny because the turtles use sewers <laughs> and manhole covers. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. 
we also find out that they have psychic powers with Splinter. Yeah. Which is very bizarre. That's the final step of their training, I guess. I really didn't think about it as a kid. Like, it was just something that happened. Yeah. Now it's like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're mutants. I guess. X-Men are mutants. They have weird powers. I guess when you're a child, you just accept things for how they are. <laughs> you don't question every little thing. <laughs> That's not how I would have written it. My turtles don't have psychic powers. <laughs> so basically, Raph uh, is better again because he's hungry. Yeah, he wakes up and... What is it a guy got to do to get a sandwich around here? He yeah, wants a little food. He wants some food. And then they practice for an afternoon, and they're like, <laughs> we got to go back. It's time to go back. Well, they have to do their bonfire seance first. Yep. And uh, Splinter's got to give them a, a pep talk. Mm-hmm. Was that one of the... I can't no, it wasn't. what fucking clips well, I didn't. told you. I don't have it, so. So they head back to the city. Why did I think I told you to get all these clips? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I might have mentioned these, and then... Uh, I don't know, maybe not. But yeah, they get back in the city, and uh, they want to get a, you know, a few hours of sleep before they take on the Foot Clan. It was a long drive. Now I know what it's like to travel without a green card. <laughs> You'd think they would have one, right? I think Donatello said that. Because they're green. <laughs> it's funny because that's how illegal aliens travel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they were. Uh, that was such a hot-button issue in 1990. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, you're going to sleep in the sewer, and Casey Jones is not, not having it. Does this thing work? No, no. Please, don't call. Just just let me stay here the night with you. We can call in the morning, I promise. Danny, listen. Oh, hold, hold on. Hold, hold it, hold it. Okay. Now, what is all this talk about spending the night down here? Mm, you're a claustrophobic. <laughs> you want a fist in the mouth? Mm-mm. I've never even looked at another guy before. <laughs> what he means is that you're afraid of enclosed areas. Afraid? What, me? Wait, is that what you think? Mm-hmm. Ah. Hey, I don't have to take this stuff about being afraid. <laughs> I want to sleep in the truck. <laughs> yeah, Danny was hiding in the closet. and <laughs> Sounds like uh, Casey Jones might be, too. <laughs> yeah. I oh, <laughs> I set him up. You knock him down. <laughs> of course, Danny knows where the turtles are. I still don't get why he was hiding in there. I think he heard him come in, and he just like I gotta hide. Yeah, but he stays in there while they're in there for like a minute talking. Like he should have come out and been like, "Oh, you were the people I came down here to find." <laughs> was he though? Well, he wasn't looking for the foot down there. Well, how would they know? I'm, I, I'm this was a place for him to hide out where nobody would be. I think that might have been it. I'm trying to figure out how he knew about the sewer, though. So was I. 
Maybe just because I can't remember the, if the, fir- it. the first foot soldier that came back, and maybe, maybe he, he told was, everyone. Yeah. Oh, because well. they did bring a lot of guys there. Uh, they must have brought a lot of guys there to get Splinter. He is the one who brought up because uh, he and his dad show up at April's house while the turtles are there earlier, and he sees one of them hiding under the table. And yep. He is the one that that says, "I know where to find them." Mm-hmm. But they don't go to April's fucking apartment. They go to the sewer. Yeah. Well, no, they go to April's apartment later. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's the one that sets up that whole ambush. Yeah. That we just talked about. I can put things together. It's I not a maybe, not a plot hole. This movie is perfect. Actually, well, I thought maybe that uh, he's the one who set up Splinter getting caught. Because that's where Danny steps forward. And he's like, Master... And then he looks. No, I think it was after they got Splinter. Okay. Either way. Yeah. Cause Danny's a little bitch, and he cause he's turns the one it around that, yeah, at the end. Because he told them they were at April's place. They went and destroyed April's place, and then they went out on the farm for a while. And then somehow Danny was, maybe he was there when they caught the, uh, the rat, or he knew somebody that was there. Anyways, Danny was at the sewer. Mm-hmm. And then he sneaks out. In the middle of the night. He's a bitch. Casey's a light sleeper. I mean, I don't know. That sewer had a lot more open space than that fucking truck did. Yeah. Tight space. <laughs> he's a, maybe he just doesn't do you, want people to know that he's a fan of tight spaces. Do you want, the, do you want a fist in the mouth? <laughs> Never even looked at another guy. Fucking Casey Jones. Risque for a PG movie. What goes around really goes around. <laughs> Uh, so Casey, he follows Danny, he goes to the, the Foot Club, uh, Foot Club, Foot Clan Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and uh, he sneaks around in there, follows him, he puts a Foot Clan suit on, mm-hmm. ninja suit. This is also about the time that uh, Danny was talking to Splinter, and Splinter gives his origin story. Yeah, so he, he eavesdrops on Danny and Splinter, he doesn't jump him yet. Mm-hmm. Here's that clip. Many years ago, I lived in Japan, a pet of my master Yoshi, mimicking his movements from my cage and learning the mysterious art of ninjutsu. For Yoshi was one of Japan's finest shadow warriors. His only rival was a man named Uroku Saki, and they competed in all things, but none more fiercely than for the love of a woman, Tang Shin. Shin's love was only for my master, and rather than see him fight Saki for her hand, she persuaded Yoshi to flee with me to America. But Saki vowed vengeance. I remember it well. As my master returned home, to find his beloved Shin lying on the floor. And then he saw her killer. Saki wasted no words. And during the struggle, my cage was broken. I leapt to Saki's face, biting and clawing, but he threw me to the floor and took one swipe with his katana, slicing my ear. Then he was gone, and I was alone. Whatever happened to this o- Oroku Saki? 
No one really knows. But you wear his symbol upon your brow. Gee, I wonder if uh, Hirokusaki is around these parts. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know, but you're in a symbol, so uh, nobody really knows. Eventually, Casey comes in, and they're going to bust Splinter out. Do you, do you really think Hirokusaki would just cut the rat's ear off and be like, eh, that's enough? Things, yeah. things scratch the, the well, how shit could out he of have my the face. foresight to know that he was gonna <laughs> the rat was gonna get in some goo on the other side of the world i mean because they're in japan at the at the time he's gonna travel to new york are they in japan or did they uh they already go to new york i can't remember yeah they might have already been in new york well it was weird because he would in the first one where he talks about going to new york i had to he had to fend for myself and it shows him rooting around yeah in the garbage and then he finds the turtles so he must not have, I mean, it's possible that he went to New York with his master and then got broken out of the cage. That is weird. I don't know. But either way. But he scratched the shit out of that guy's face. And the guy has already killed two, two human beings. And he's just like, an ear for a face. Yep. Justice served. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a monster. Well, you know, samurai and ninjas, all that. You know, they can be very proud people. He just wanted to uh, so you're saying Splint- place, him, Splint- place him in ridicule for the rest of his life. Splinter should have done some harikari. Maybe. He wanted to... Uh, Save face. Make him humble. Put him in the donkey clutch. Camel clutch. Donkey <laughs> clutch. Camel clutch. I, I, I don't know, but I assume the donkey clutch is something <laughs> completely different. <laughs> Sounds uh, fucking dirty. Maybe Casey knows what it is. Sounds fucking dirty. <laughs> You're a claustrophobic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Tatsu comes in and spoils their getaway, at which point he proceeds to kick Casey's ass up and down that room until Casey gets his hands on a a three-wood or something like that. I think it was a... I'm not a golfer. Could have been a driver. Looked like a one-wood. Could be. Which I don't even know. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't played a golf. One woods were a lot smaller back then. I used, than they to, were play wood. I used to play golf video games from time to time, but mm-hmm. it's been a long time. Yeah. I'll never call golf a dull game again. <laughs> <laughs> Gets him in the gut and then full swing to the face. Mm-hmm. Launches him backwards about 10 feet. Then uh, Sam Rockwell tries to rally the troops and <laughs> nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like, well, Shredder already left to get those turtles. And uh, I mean, those weren't even real foot soldiers yet. We're we're not full soldiers yet, and uh, this guy's kind of a jerk. We're right in the middle of a poker game. I mean, that guy just beat the shit out of some kid just because he was mad at the turtles. He's got a golf club. <laughs> so they stand down, and um, yeah, Casey and Danny and Splinter head back to home base. Yeah, where uh, the fight has already started, and they take it from the sewers. To the streets, mm-hmm. and then up on the roof. Yep. And uh, Casey got an idea. He sees some Foot Clan members climbing up the fire escape. He's like, there's a garbage truck. I'm going to back it up to the building, knock those guys down, and then uh, hopefully somebody falls in it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like needlessly elaborate. Uh, I'm going to go get those guys. It would have been much quicker if he just kind of quick ran after him up the ladder and hit him with a stick. Or shook the ladder or something. 
with his like, hands. Because he starts up that huge garbage truck and <laughs> gets it in the gear and backs it up in like 10 seconds. I don't know. Like, it wasn't lined up for him to back right into it. <laughs> yeah. But he just gets in it and it throws it in reverse and he's there. I didn't hear a beep, beep, beep either. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah. The... Let, let's wait. There's a truck backing up. <laughs> no, that's us. The uh, turtles make quick work of the Foot Clan. But then Shredder shows up finally. Out of nowhere. <laughs> he just comes out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> he spawns on top of the roof. Such a badass entrance. And he he left his cape behind because he's all about business tonight. Mm-hmm. Got that spear. They go one at a time. The fucking turtles. Forever. Take them one at a time. And not even like effective attacks. Like uh, at one point. Leonardo just literally dives head first and uh, Shredder <laughs> sidesteps him and just will, will tap on the back of the shell. It's mm. one thing I'm sure of. <laughs> this guy knows where Splinter is. So they all get, you know, they're all worn out and Leonardo gets up there and Shredder gets him down and gets the little spear right to his throat. Leonardo does actually cut him, though. They do land one blow. Gets yeah. him in the, in the arm. But he gets him. He gets Leonardo down. He's got the spear at his throat, and he says, "Throw your weapons," mm-hmm. and they do it. And Shredder says, uh, "Even minus one, you three could have taken me. But now that you don't have weapons, you all will suffer the same fate." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he got nervous because they just finally landed a, a significant blow with it's the, like, it's like, yeah, the this sword. Is, the three of you with weapons could have definitely taken me. But uh, the fact that you got rid of them now, uh, I clearly have the advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill all of you. Except for Splinter. Comes out of nowhere. Another from the sky entrance. Oh, <laughs> well, he's on the ladder, remember? Pops up from the ladder. Does he? Yeah, because the nunchucks had gotten caught on the ladder when Michelangelo threw him. Because that's what he, he uses. He uses those later. Well, in about... 10 seconds after he shows up, he talks shit to Shredder, and Shredder just immediately makes well, a beeline for him with a spear. Well, first, Shredder's got to take his face mask off mm-hmm. to prove that he's Hiroku Saki. Yeah. And then he's got to touch his face, and then he's, that fucking rat. Mm-hmm. He scratched my face. I know, I remember. I should have killed him when I had the chance. He does the same thing that the turtles did against him, just charging out of control. What's an... Seems to be an old rat. Yeah. A very weak rat. Yeah, he should be pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Slow reaction time. He's got those nunchucks, though. Yeah. Catches his spear, flips him over. I don't know how he could hold him there. <laughs> I don't know. Are rats strong? That rat did not seem to be strong. <laughs> but uh, he's ooze-powered, though. He's he's oozing. <laughs> <laughs> Shredder would have been okay if he had just chilled out mm-hmm. just calmed himself but uh he tries to cut him and uh causes splinter to to evade and let go of the nunchucks yep and he just happens to fall right in a garbage truck oops <laughs> <laughs> i always love that scene too oops yeah i don't know how he survives for the uh they probably weren't planning on a sequel They're like i don't know if this is gonna be a hit <laughs> Gotta bring him back. He he survived being crushed in a garbage truck. 
I mean, you even he see is. his helmet getting crushed. That's true. It is true. <laughs> and then they bury him. No, he gets buried in the, the landfill, I think, is what happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't empty. They didn't pull the body out of the fucking garbage truck. They just drove it to the fucking <laughs> landfill and dumped it. Nobody wanted to <laughs> talk to the cops too much when they got there. So Sam Rockwell Somebody says... Somebody better uh, be telling me something. Sam Rockwell gives them the, basically the, the location of the of the lair. Yeah. I might want to take a look at this abandoned warehouse. The east, on, uh, the east warehouse of the whatever river. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Splinter's the, reunited with the turtles, the, and Danny is reunited with his father. The cops and the news show up at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, there's been a street fight out in the <laughs> open for like a half hour. <laughs> It's like the Punisher. Oh, you haven't seen the Punisher Warzone, but there's a maybe they did what the what they did in that movie where they cleared out all the neighboring buildings before they started fucking fighting. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get a clip here. This is one of your. This is your favorite line from the whole movie. <laughs> this is the cheesiest, dumbest line. I wouldn't say favorite, but uh, it's it's corny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Danny reuniting with his father. <laughs> Danny, Danny, God, where have you been? I've had the whole city looking for you. Are are you all right? Are you okay, Danny? It's okay, Dad. I'm okay. Really, I'm okay. Dad, it's just Dan now, okay? Dan. (laughs) That was my my reaction, too. Dan. Dan. He's grown up now. It shows that he's matured. Mm-hmm. So maybe he can wear Turn some, over a new leaf. Maybe he could wear something other than a Sid Vicious shirt. <laughs> when did Sid Vicious die? Like 1982? I don't know. And then uh, we got the Turtles and Splinter celebrating on the roof. We should mention Charles Beggs, April to take her job back yep she gets her own office corner office mm. highest paid reporter in this in the city no questions asked you know she was right about everything her and casey jones exchanged pleasantries oh mm. uh yeah he says uh she says hi to him and he says i look like i just called mike tyson a sissy and all you can say is hi but they kiss you and make up. <laughs> they kiss and make up. Yeah. And the, here's a last clip. This is the turtle celebrating on the roof. And they can't decide what the perfect this is, just, uh, cheer is, basically. This is quintessential Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. We were awesome. Foundations. Yeah. <laughs> I have always liked Kawabunga. Hmm? Huh? Kawabunga! Kawabunga! <laughs> 
Finally agreed on the right superlative. <laughs> Hellacious. Uh, so good. What a great movie. That's it. That's roll credits. Yep. T-U-R-T-L-E <laughs> power. T-U-R-T-L-T power. Did you uh, see who sang that? This is a Partners in Crime. Mm. And I Googled them, and that seems to be one of three songs that they've ever made. Ah. It was the first song they ever put out. Hmm. I did see MC Hammers on the soundtrack, though. Yeah, probably some stuff at the uh, foot layer. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't one of his hits. At least not one of his like big hits. All right, let's get into some fun facts. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. So IMDb says this was the highest grossing independent film of all time, having made $135 million domestic and $66 million foreign. Mm. And you already kind of mentioned this. Judith Hogue was not asked to reprise her role as April in the sequels. Uh, she complained about the six-day schedule and the amount of violence in the movie. Here's a fun fact. So the original comic parodies many elements of Daredevil. The ooze that gave the turtles their power is similar to the toxic waste that takes Matt Murdock's sight and is in fact meant to be from the same incident. Murdoch is not identified by name only because of copyright issues. The turtle's mentor is named Splinter, uh, while Daredevil's is named uh, Stick. Daredevil f- first fights a crime ring called the Hand, while the turtles battle the Foot. Judith Hogue later appeared in Armageddon with Ben Affleck and Michael Clark Duncan, who appeared together again in Daredevil. Oh my! A lot of connections there. So, originally, Steve Barron wished to replicate April O'Neil's jumpsuit look from the comics and cartoon. The look was going to more closely resemble the cartoon with a yellow-colored jumpsuit and a big head of red hair, as opposed to a green jumpsuit and brown hair. However, Judith Hogue found the jumpsuit horrifying, and the idea was nixed. The yellow raincoat April wears in the beginning of the movie is an homage to the yellow jumpsuit she wears in the cartoon. So, fuck you, Judith Hogue. <laughs> For everything, apparently. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. So, the voice of Leonardo and the voice of Michelangelo are the only actors who appeared in all three live-action movies. Hmm. Jim Henson's Creature Shop's London-based crew worked long hours to construct several versions of each turtle over the course of the 10-week pre-production period. Costumes had to be perfect down to the last detail and were handcrafted by Henson artists. Here's another fun fact. In the script and novelization, the young boy that Tatsu attacks was to die from the beating. The sounds of the boy breathing and others saying he would be all right were added at the last, <coughs> at the last minute after the movie ratings board objected to the scene. Uh, in the French version of the movie, uh, he does die. Mm. So the French people who saw that uh, are merciless. Here's an interesting one. Four turtles are named after artists of the Italian re- Renaissance. Donatello Bardi, 
Leonardo da, Vin da Vinci, Michelangelo Bonar <laughs> can't pronounce that Bonarotti, and Raf Raffaello Santi Santi. Michelangelo and Raphael as turtles, or the names of Michelangelo and Raphael as turtles have been anglicized. Mm. Editor Sally Menke, primarily known for collaborating with Quentin Turner, you know, made her feature film debut working on this film. Ooh. So apparently there's three newswomen seen or mentioned in the film, and they're all named after months. There's April, May, and June. <laughs> Yeah, Josh Pice, Pace Pice uh, plays Raphael. He's in the suit and the voice, and he's the only one to do both for his character. Pizza Hut engaged in a $20 million marketing campaign tied into the film, despite the fact that Domino's Pizza was used as product placement in the film itself. Items included advertising in print, radio, and television, and several rebate coupons. So pizza was hard into this. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if that's why uh, Domino's is uh, shown as being late with their delivery. <laughs> pizza that paid them off. Like just you can use Domino's in there, but make them look like shit. Is it other Domino's that goes bad and moldy? Do you like penicillin on your pizza? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Taps. <laughs> the motors that were built into each turtle head uh, to create facial expressions were packed very tightly into it and very uncomfortable for the performers in the suit. Uh, Josh Pace has described the noise like being in Grand Central Station at rush hour with a tin can over your head. Here's another fun fact. Maybe this is why uh, that scene or the, the scenes on the farm are so slow. Michelangelo doesn't speak the entire time they're at the farmhouse. She doesn't even draw a picture of him. That sounds about right. She draws a picture of Leo and Donatello. Yeah, because they don't really show what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I guess he's playing. Uh, There's no comic relief from him. He's playing Trivial Pursuit with Donatello yeah. when. Uh, but he doesn't talk. When uh, Leonardo gets his psychic vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Does he even talk? About, he must not talk at the bonfire either. Yeah. They leave Donatello out there to be the, the jokester with his marshmallows. <laughs> and he's not the funny one. Yeah. Put those away. So in the comics and the cartoons, the turtles are around three to four feet tall. However, for obvious costuming reasons, the turtles are the same height as April Casey Shredder and the Foot Clan, between five six and six feet. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the uh, fucking new movies where they're like eight feet tall. Here's a fun fact: Corey Feldman said he was offered only fifteen hundred dollars to do voice work for this film. Corey accepted, believing the producers who told him that uh, this was only a small, low-budget, independent film, hoping it would have moderate success in VHS if they were lucky. Movie ended up making millions and millions at the box office. Maybe that's why he didn't come back for two and three. Maybe. He's a little pissed. Uh, according to Josh Pace on the podcast, I was there too. The director, Steve Barron, was fired near the end of production 
as the producers thought the film would become too dark. It's uncertain how different the film would be if he had final cut. Hmm. This is also the last theatrical film that Jim Henson was associated with. He died about a month and a half after the film's release. When Raphael got knocked into the trash can by Casey Jones, the face and the animatronics inside the head caved in and broke the stunt guy's nose. Raph's original stunt guy is replaced by one of the foot soldier stuntmen named Ken Scott. Ken did a lot of the major scenes as a foot soldier, including the nunchuck face-off against Michelangelo. And I think that about does it for the fun facts. Yeah, I... There's one here. I watched the trailer for this, and uh, this last fun fact here is that there's a scene in the trailer of the turtles popping up from underwater, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't used in this movie, but it was used in The Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, there was a deleted scene that talked about them popping up from the river in the beginning. Like the whole uh, opening scene idea they had was scrapped because it would cost too much, so they replaced it with that, the Foot Clan steel and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I swear, in the third movie, the trailer, I could have swore there was a scene in the trailer where they used a catapult to launch themselves over a wall. I think that's true. And I think I even had a toy that was a catapult for them that was the kind of like from the movie. Mm-hmm. In the movie, there's no catapult. <laughs> they climbed the wall with like these... Iron hooks, basically. Yeah. Kind of to scale the wall. And I was always like, where the fuck's this catapult at? I will say, if you think that Raphael's voice sounds weird in the throughout the movie, uh, the trailer has, like, completely different voices in it. Mm. Like, I don't know who did the voices in the trailers, but it's definitely not the voices of the actors in the final cut. Huh. All right. Well, that'll about do it. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Our focus on movies from our youth with the Little Big League. Probably coming out in a couple of weeks. Baseball. Baseball's just starting, dude. End of March. I'll watch Little Big League, but you can't get me to watch baseball these days. (laughs) Bunch of cheaters. (laughs) What is everybody wants the the commissioner to kill the Houston Astros that cheated? Is that right? Like literally murder them? Because they, they deserve the, to, They want like an NCAA style. They deserve to die. But they, when I'm stripped of their title. I don't think they do that in pro sports. No. All right. Well, you can reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Uh, check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. And where can people get some of our lovely merch, Mr. Positivity? Go to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM Watch This Movie. Uh, and if that's too much to remember, just head over to either of our Twitter profiles, and the link will be there at the top. Uh, so, yeah, go check out our merch. All right, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you lost my case.